Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, my beautiful babes. Welcome to the flick. Pretty nice in here, isn't it? Can't complain. It's getting there. Now, this beautiful little venue, it's been, what, 10 years since I got out of prison. Back in that day, I can't remember what was going on there. 2012, the Olympics. Yeah, okay, fine. Not a, not a big hitter there. Not fans of the Olympics. What else was there in the... Well, that David Cameron, that was the time of Sam Cam. Do you remember that? Beautiful times they were. They just started putting flavours in hummus. <laughs> that kind of thing. That was gorgeous. But I'll tell you what, in the fringe, me and Milky, we've got ourselves a little, a little cabin with student accommodation. They give you a little fob, you have to get in and out. Me, I can't handle it. Not me, I forget why I got up every second, let alone having to get in with a fob. I've called security 15 times. It ain't pretty. Now, the problem is that this little gaff we've got going on, this beautiful little place, is wonderful. And I'm enjoying it ever so much, and I can't wait to do the cob pass for you live today. It's a bit weird doing it down the fringe in my beautiful little venue. It's so exciting. We've had a gorgeous time here so far. Okay? And I know there's been a pandemic. We don't like talking about it. And to be honest with you, I got... A tricky time because I was stuck in a little bed sit in, uh, in London. It wasn't ideal. I only had Channel 5 to watch. I'll tell you what, I know everything there is to know about agriculture. <laughs> and at 12 o'clock, the little red shoe diaries come on. I can't say anything too naughty because there's a gorgeous little kitty wink in the audience. <laughs> are you all right, my babe? How old are you? 11. 11? Perfect. Get yourself a pint. <laughs> or, or, or did you lie there? Are you 11? Oh, he's already got a pint. It's fine. Well, I tell you what, Milky, we're not going to have any nice music. Beautiful. Now, should we welcome to the stage our beautiful, wonderful guests? Come on, you lot. Let's get a bit of atmosphere in here. Blimey, O'Reilly. Welcome to the stage. First, my gorgeous guest, Kiri Pritchard-McLean. Come round this way, babe. Beautiful. And my next guest... The wonderful, the gorgeous, Jen Ives. Good stuff. Now, relax. It's a little cob past. <laughs> it's going out live. Well, it's not going out live. It'll be going out live tomorrow. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's a quick turnaround for an edit. Oh, it ain't me doing it. <laughs> Trust me, that's being outsourced. Probably to some 14-year-old somewhere who's... Eating nothing but chew it. He's got about one tooth left, but he's probably making a lot more money than me. Do you know what? When I was having my little swim this morning, you see, problem is, since I've been doing all that sitting down in the, in the pandemic, okay, I went to the doctors and he said to me, Diane, you need to do some exercise because honestly, your bones are like onion rings. <laughs> all crisp, no marrow. But when I was having my little swim, I thought of us as knickknacks, crisps. And do you know what? I gave you a little flavour. 
you want to hear what the flavour knick-knack you are? Yes, please. <laughs> Kiri, your ribbon saucy. The purple one? Mm-hmm. The best one? Yeah, your favourite one. Yes. I know that. Not because I've been stalking. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been stalking you online. That's the truth of it. Jen? I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, I am now. <laughs> on the edge of my seat. Tell me, where am I? Audience, listening at home, she's literally on the edge of her seat, physically. <laughs> nice and spicy. Oh, yeah, I do like it. Are you happy with that? Yeah, no, I'm all right with that. I can't think of a flavour I don't like, actually. Well, I realised actually just then that that's all that's left me with the scampi and lemon. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, I'm scampi and lemon. No, Milky, he's definitely scampi and lemon. Are there any more flavour knickknacks? There's, there's, yeah, there's there's like a. Isn't there a hot one? Yeah, that's a nice one. Oh, double spicy. Yeah. Am I double spicy? Am I more spicy than you? Yeah, you are. Okay, good. I'll take (laughs) a drink, absolutely. So, (laughs) back in Edinburgh, Mm -hmm. okay, the the diarrhoea, the nerves, the fear, (laughs) that that weird smell there is everywhere. (laughs) What is that? I think it's the oat cakes. (laughs) I'm not joking. Am I wrong? Is anyone from Edinburgh here? Yeah? Is that an oat cake? No? Just the smell. Okay, beautiful. I don't think there is a smell, so I now think that you might just smell of oatcakes and not realise you're always downwind of yourself. That is true. (laughs) Do you know what? I was at the gym yesterday doing my yoga for my weak bones, and the woman said to me, she moved around next to me, she said, she could could tell I was new, she said, I don't like sitting downwind of beginners at the yoga. (laughs) She thought I was going to expel her or excrete or something, but I weren't. So tell me about... What's it like when you approach Edinburgh? Tell us, the people listening at home and the people in the audience, what's that feeling you get when this time of year comes around? What's the, give, the, give us the real insider's voice on what it's like. But this is, your, is this your first hour? It's, it's my first full run. Yeah. yeah, I did one last year. That was like the mini fringe. And that was like just four dates. And that was nice. That was very nice. Very lazy. Yeah. <laughs> this but year, cheaper. Though, yeah, that's what I was going to say. This year, it's more of a financial burden <laughs> is it and how, what do you have a producer or yeah uh do you know martin oh martin <laughs> yeah, you from know the martin. co-op yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it might be a different martin yeah but is yeah i got a producer oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he's, he's always you... producing <laughs> something or other is he yeah saucy ribbon saucy <laughs> so are you gonna what so does he cover the cost with you what's it how does it work oh no what no i have to pay for everything do you eventually I oh, think, right. yeah, that's right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Typically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got a part-time job in co-op to help. Oh, right, lovely. Yeah. That's, what, that's where I thought you meant Martin from, because <laughs> he always gives me his tips, he's ever so kind, not that you get tips in co-op. What about you, Kiri? Um, how do I feel about it going into it? Well, yeah, like, you know, the atmosphere, because we get a bit excited, don't we, Milky? We get, we get into it, and then you get here, and you see all the posters, and you're like, oh, my God, what have I done? You know, man walking around with an ironing board, you think, oh, my God, this is depressing. <laughs> I, how I feel about the festival is, as a comedian, you sort of build your year around it. Like, it's like you're... Uh, I think the festival for us is like Ofsted, where it's, like, incredibly stressful period, um, but also can sort of make or break your next 12 months. So, And it's something that you sort of moan about being a part of, but it is also kind of exhilarating, and you do sort of want to know where you fit in in the grander scheme of things. Um, so I always feel sort of like excited by it and I, every year I think I've cracked it I'm going to do it differently I've cracked it and I, I haven't so far I've just fractured a different part of my sort of mental health but um, I do enjoy it there is nothing like performing to so many people in so many audiences and so many different audiences across a month and I think the main thing is is you're always a better comedian afterwards so that's really exciting 
And also you get to see loads of comedy and be inspired. And I, you know what no one talks about enough? How good the food is in Edinburgh. It's absolutely... Oh, yeah. I'll eat my way around this city in yeah, a month. It's gorgeous. Absol- yeah, it's so, so good. And I think if you're young, free and single, it's a, a great place to, to do that as well. I wish. What about you, Jen? I just had poutine for the first time. Oh, does that relate yeah. to does that relate to you being single? <laughs> had pe- have you had poutine before? That's a Canadian. Yeah. Isn't that chips and gravy? And cheese? <laughs> yeah, and cheese. Yeah. yeah. That cheese curds though. What is a cheese curd? I don't know, but it's very nice. Isn't it just cheese that hasn't been squashed into a shape yet? Yeah, maybe. I it is. Yeah, is that what it is? Oh, I thought okay. it was the dry bit that you then you you normally cut off before you make a sandwich. That's you know? a rind. The toenail. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, I thought a cheese curd is like, yeah, cheese is when it's squished in, but curd is just like, it's like, you know, when you get batter bits at the chippy. <sighs> yeah, that's ever so nice. I like, like that. Do Text you know what me I hate back. When they charge you for that. Have you ever been to a chippy and they try and charge you for it? I, just, I nearly l- l- like jumped over the counter and kicked them in the head. Quite right. I'd have. Held <laughs> my, hold me back. <laughs> What do you call them? Do you call them batter bits? Scraps. Scraps. Mm. Yeah. yeah well, in Essex, what do you call them in Edinburgh? Crispy bits. Crispy, Crispy bits. <laughs> oh, I love that accent. It's good, isn't it? We'll have to get a little sound bite of that and just repeat it. No, <laughs> like that's a show. That's what he's trying. It's Crispy bits, yeah. two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Where would that be on? Crispy bits, two p.m. The Gilded Blue. Yeah, Gilded, yeah, Gilded Blue. Blue I reckon. <laughs> Beautiful. Do you have like a little um, routine? Is there anywhere you go to regularly? What do you do when you get up on a little Edinburgh day? You know, you think, oh, I've got my show at... Well, what time are your shows? I'm at five past seven, so I've got the whole day to worry about it. That's not good, is it? No. Yeah. What's yours, Jen? Yeah, seven o'clock, so it's like a similar thing. I don't really have a routine. I just sort of get up, uh, pace around a bit. (laughs) Do you you look at social media or do you not? Because of the fear? Oh, what, because of the show? Well, yeah, because I know... Nah. <laughs> I get a bit of the fear of that. I go on, someone said, I saw this in last night, it's rubbish. Oh, That's never God. happened. Let's be clear. <laughs> I'm the Duchess after all. That would never happen. <laughs> now you, I would be scared now of you that. set them a challenge, obviously oh. that's what they want to do. Okay, go on trust pilot, do your worst. <laughs> <laughs> I've got people in places. Trust me. Take you out in a heartbeat. Okay, well I like that, that's good. And do you have like a well you've got a sh- your first shows are tonight, aren't they? No, my, I'm, th- I'm three deep, mate. Oh. So what? Uh, Kill the producer. <laughs> <laughs> I, my third one is tonight. So yeah, I started on Wednesday. So I've done my two previews. So now it's now it's the proper one now from tonight. Oh, so they're previews. Oh, yes. okay. So what happens in a preview? Get a bit more. I don't get that privilege. <laughs> I think I you're just allowed to mess up a bit more, aren't yeah. you? Cause yeah. Because of course now you have to be a privileged, uh, the privileged, the sort of polished project. Yeah. with what you do now. Well, and a privilege. Yeah, <laughs> and a privilege. We're all here, <laughs> aren't we? Otherwise, we're doomed. <laughs> That's the truth of it. I was thinking earlier, I was looking at that stage and I thought, cool, that'd be terrible if I fell off that and broke my leg. Claims direct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm off to India. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> what a life that would be. Oh, my God. Don't worry, Assembly. I'm not planning on doing that. Yes, I am. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wait so, till the last day and see if you've made a loss. Oh, exactly, yeah, yeah. quite right. Uh, we've given it away now, it's too late. <laughs> What's your digs like? Any good? I'm in the same flat I've been in for nearly 10 years with some of the, most of the same people. So it's quite nice, because it's like, oh, this is my Edinburgh bedroom, this is my August bedroom. Oh, that's lovely. And I, yeah, because I kind of know how far I am from everywhere, and I know... The only thing is, is there's th- four double rooms, two singles... And we all had some takeaway on Tuesday night that has not played up brilliantly. 
Um, oh my God. So we have, in, in the fruit bowl, instead of having fruit, there's genuinely just fast-acting Imodium tablets. God, thank God you said that. I thought you were going to say there's just poo. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we've been having a rough time, but yeah. not as rough as the toilet has been having. Do you <laughs> get, is it gone up in price? Do you know what, interestingly, because we have been having it for so long and we rolled over our deposit every year, they haven't put it up in price. It's okay. still expensive, but we're the only ones who aren't paying a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Just a pretty ridiculous amount. Yeah. I mean, we're in student digs at McNeil Pier. My room is like a coffin. Really? Yeah. I, I, I reckon Jane McDonald would have a panic attack in there. <laughs> she's, done the cru- and she's done the cruise ships. <laughs> what about you, Jane? Yeah, it's like, like where I am is really posh, but like I didn't book it. Yeah, but I didn't book it. I mean, I don't know. Is it posh? Bro- Brofton Place? Broughton? 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 Yeah, it's really posh, but it's all wonky. Like, yeah. So, like, if you stand over one corner of the living room... You're like higher than everybody else. It's really. Oh, I like that. It's authentic. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A bit crooked Billy. <laughs> I don't know what the crooked Billy is. <laughs> Actually, I do know what it is. It's a ride at Peter Bounds. Well, they had to call it. They used to call it Peter Bounds Playground in Southend. That's where I'm from, Canby. But they had to change the name to Pleasure Island because <laughs> Disney threatened to sue them. Really? <laughs> yeah. That lovely company, Disney. Yeah, I hear. Threatened to sue them. Do you know what? There's an Edinburgh show in that. <laughs> How I took on Peter Pan or something. <laughs> <laughs> the boy who never gave up, and it would be about having a lit, you know, because yeah. the boy who never grew up. Yeah. There we Great go. tagline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there, two for one. I'm in. <laughs> but then people, you know, I say this and say, oh, well, you know, my, because I get some people flying me and they're like, oh, this is a show about my nervous breakdown or this is when I stubbed my toe or. I've had halitosis for six years. I can't get rid of it. Come to my show, six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people do base their shows on like, you know, well, all these kind of juicy topics, I guess. You know, sometimes grief and sometimes those things. So tell us about your shows and, and what they're... What do you base them on? Where's the ideas come from? You know, give us a, a little insight. Look at these gorgeous faces. Give us an insight into your creative, <laughs> artistic practices. I... How I start is whatever I can't stop thinking about and want to talk about, especially if it's I think, something I think people aren't talking about enough, that's what I'll try and talk about. Especially if I think it's hard to talk about um, and hard to make funny. I'm like, ooh, that's juicy then. Try and make oh, that yeah. funny. Go on. Um, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, well, it's, about, it's, um, it's interesting because I've been touring it. And it's, about, it's about two things on tour. Um, but it's it's like an hour and 40 minutes on tour. So I had to cut it down to an hour. So it's about one thing at the moment. So the thing at the moment, it's about sort of identity. I've moved back to where I'm from. And um, I, I guess colonial Britain and uh, the failings of anti-racism um, in terms of, you know, white white people. Mm. So that's what it's about. It's an absolute laugh right, guys. <laughs> but What's it is, that's the whole point. Like, I'm a club comic. I came up through, like, the working men's clubs yeah. and the weekend comedy clubs. So... That's that's the thing that's great for me is right, I make stand up like that and I, but I want to talk about things that I just think we all should be talking about or thinking about and comedy I think is a brilliant way of holding people's hand while you have those difficult chats. Or yeah, like a vehicle for a political idea. Yeah, well that's yeah. what you are. Everyone says that, Dan Chorley, political <laughs> idea. Oh, me and Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> he used to be my gardener. I tell you what, <laughs> underneath that flannel shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like 16 pepperamis stacked <laughs> on top of each other. Delicious. And do you have people coming up to you and engaging with you in the conversation yes. after the show? Yes, yeah. So it does have an impact. It creates conversation. Yes, it and does. And that's the aim. Or, and also, because I talk about Welsh history and, and a very painful part of Welsh history that's very well-known in Wales and not well-known outside of Wales. They usually say it's funny and then they go, it's very thought-provoking. And that's why kind of want, I love those shows that stay with you where you're still mm. thinking about something a couple of days later and hopefully it's the jokes but also hopefully it, it's just sparked something and got your, got your brain working in a different way is what I would hope. Oh my God. Could, have you ever heard of a better description to see a show? I'm there in a heartbeat. Right, Jen. Not everyone's won over. I get, I get naked in it. Does that help? <laughs> I don't, but if it means you'll turn up, I'll do it. <laughs> well, judging by Milky's eyeline, you'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> Right, Jen, your turn. How are you going to top that? Uh, the same. <laughs> I do the same. I do. Like, like, yeah, so my show is about um, the gender critical movement and sort of like being trans in the UK at the moment. And like you were saying, it's, like a, it's quite a thorny topic. It's not really like the funniest topic in the world. But like over the past couple of years, I've been trying to like really find the funny in it and try and find the antagonism in it. And, you know, I've done the work. I, I've been to various conferences and spoken to various prominent people and I think it's funny. I think you should come if you want. Um, um, but what is... So you went to the... Um, what I went to the LGB Alliance The LGB Alliance, yeah. that's it. They're a moody bunch. They are a bit moody, yeah. <laughs> 2% lesbian or something, aren't they? Yeah. That's what the... You know, you know when you get an orange juice and you take it home <laughs> and you're like, ooh, it says 100% orange juice on there and then it says... From concentrate, you're like, damn, yeah. That's like lemmas, a political political construct, isn't it? You know, they're from concentrate, the LGB alliance, basically, yeah. and that's depressing. <laughs> and what did they do to you when you were there? It weren't pretty, was it? I oh, know they shouted at me. Yeah, I saw the drama unfold. I was hooked. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? You, I released it in two parts. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they they had a big shout at me and they wanted me to leave, but I didn't leave. I stayed for a bit, and they were angry. Do you feel? You know, because you two are quite punk rock, to be fair. I think Thank you're a you. pair of punk no rock comedians, and I, me. I love that. And you definitely are. I mean, Christ alive, some of the situations you put yourself in, mm. very Johnny Rotten. But the, my thought <laughs> is, you know, are you ever a bit concerned? Because this has become a topic that's so... And purely because of the media, you know. But it's so, it strikes up such aggression in people and anger. Yeah. Don't you feel like you're really putting yourself out there in a... In a way, look at that grin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. You do yeah. like it. I haven't got anything to lose, so it's pretty fun. Yeah. Someone, someone needs to talk about it, you know, and do it. Definitely. Yeah. And my, not that I'm the person to talk about it, but from, like a, like, a privileged white cis lady, that's the other part of my tour as well. I'm talking about how I think lots of cis women have been radicalised in the same way that lots of, like, white straight boys are radicalised into being incels. I think lots of like cis women have been radicalised into being like transphobes basically and it's yeah. such a they, they can, they can, we can absolutely see that behaviour in men but we cannot see it from women which mm. I think is really interesting but what I think is when you're sort of going like you've, you've got nothing to lose I think that's so obviously fucking deeply sad oh excuse my mouth obviously <laughs> um, deeply sad but also do you not feel like one of the things I think is so amazing and brilliant about you other than the fact that you're a great comedian is like there's just so much at stake when you're going on stage. Do you, do you feel like that? Well, do you know what I feel like? Cause you're <laughs> do so... you know something I don't know? <laughs> really? I should be worried. <laughs> well, what it is is like, because if people... 
what, what's fascinating about stand-up is why it hurts so much when you have bad gigs. You're like, but this is me. You're so you don't like the thing that I think I'm best at and my personality. But yeah. then you have this extra layer going on where your existence is political. And I just think that that's like, that is an incredibly brave, brilliant thing to be doing. And you're Aww. just putting a lot of yourself out there. Thanks, Kiri. The, I suppose like the reason why it works is because like within this show, I guess I'm not really, I mean, I am, but I'm kind of playing it up a bit. I'm a bit more antagonistic. It's not necessarily the things I say aren't necessarily what I believe. But yeah, like it's been a fun challenge to try and find the funny side of it. And I, I feel like the only way to really combat people that hate you is to sort of make fun of them which is why I tend to be a little bit antagonistic on the internet to people like Graham Linehan and the trigonometry boys if they're listening <laughs> and didn't you offer someone out for a boxing match yeah oh thank you for bringing that up yeah if they're listening uh, I, they, they won't be but why they, not they were having a go at me online so I challenged them to a boxing match in Vegas <laughs> <laughs> Francis Foster Constantine Kissin and Joe Rogan if they want versus me uh, uh, they've yet I'm to in. respond. I'm coming in. I'm yeah, standing you're in. Too. in. Ryan you can be in the, the ring. ring girl. Yeah. You coming in, Kiri? <laughs> Take on the knickknacks. Yeah. Just to say they've yet to respond, and I just think that's very disappointing and yeah. quite quite pathetic, if you ask me. Yeah. It's funny you were saying about radicalising, just because we're lingering on that point, and I like it about <laughs> people being radicalised. Is that you know what's his name? Piers. Piers Morgan. <laughs> Now, that I whole... say Piers Corbin. Piers Corbin, yeah. <laughs> He's a cleaner. Yeah, well, they're close. <laughs> close family friends. That Piers Morgan, when you look at him now, he's so full of rage as a person. But that Macy Gray thing, when that happened, I think, for example, that that is him inflicting an ideolo ideology on a person that isn't prepared to be asked that question. And she just panics and says what she thinks mm -hmm. is... But I reckon if... These people may get taken as like scapegoats and they get, you know, pulled out as like, and then it's taken and it's dragged or whatever. But I think if people really digged into that and spoke to her as a person maybe and gave her a bit of time and understanding, she'd do it. But there's kind of, it's always weirdly straight white men, like quite privileged straight white men who are out there, you know, like picking these kind of people and just throwing their opinions on them and then getting this soundbite and then pushing it. Because that's what he's all about. He's all about the, the soundbite and the aggressive little thing he can push again and again and again. And it must be exhausting. Well, of course. I mean, like, so I met Kelly Holmes um, at, you know, Kelly Holmes. Uh, she oh, yeah. does the run-in. Um, I met her uh, on Joe Lysett's um, Big Pride Party and that. And she has said some transphobic stuff on the internet before, some pretty out-there stuff. And... Uh, when she came out, I, I think, like, I saw how people reacted to her and everything, and obviously, like, a lot of the trans community are quite sceptical because a lot of our heroes just turn out to be, you know, transphobic in the end. So with her, it was nice to have her there and kind of, we could all kind of say to her, like, oh, you know, we accept you, you know, like, it's so lovely that you've come out and we want you to be a part of the community. And she, I was talking to her briefly, and she was sort of saying oh, you know, I went to Pride, I met loads of lovely people, I'm having a lovely time. And I guess I just hope that that, that continues and that she can, like, get past whatever sort of feelings that she has. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, and I do think people, like, who are already transphobic, they kind of, like, like to find people like her and, like, weaponize her and say, look, yes. she's on our side. Exactly. But actually, there's potential for her not to be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And also, I think we always all has to believe in the um, people's ability to grow and learn. Yeah, my dad did. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> <laughs>
what was it? Was he? It was hard for him at first, and then he. <laughs> My dad is like an ex Millwall football hooligan. Oh yeah, sort of thing. I yeah. probably know him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's all right. Yeah, he's a softy, really. Yeah, he's getting older, so he's you know. I think. Brains going. <laughs> but it is about. It is about representation. Is it? I know it always. We come back to this thing, but whenever you see a trans person on the TV. They're trying to defend themselves. But when or they're you ever, dead. Or they're what? Or dead. they're dead. Yeah, quite <laughs> right. But when do you ever get just people being their lovely selves and mm. having a nice, enjoyable time and like, someone engaging with them, not because of what they are, but who they are? And that's mm. really frustrating, I think. Well, it must be very frustrating. It's, it's happening, though. You know, you've got people like Yasmin, uh, who's on Heartstopper, and mm. now Doctor Who's, uh, what do you call it? Sidekick? Sidekick assistant. Yeah. Assistant, yeah. I don't know. I don't. What do you call? What do you call the one on Doctor Who that's not Doctor Who? Companion. companion, I do apologise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, so it is happening slowly. Yeah. It's funny because my my old uncle Fred, he was, he lived in a council flat in Camden, and he always said about his friend Joe, he was like, no, he was he was very racist. He was a racist man, foul mouth, racist about everyone. But he worked on the paper, so everyone knew him, and everyone was like, all right, Fred, all right, Fred, gorgeous, yeah, all right, Fred. Anyway, he talked about his next-door neighbour, Joe, all the time. Joe this, Joe that, Joe this. When we met Joe, he's a six-foot Sikh fella. And we're like, uh, Fred, you're supposed to be racist. That don't work out. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out, Fred, all he wanted to do was get to know someone that he liked. And they were friends because they knew each other. But because he worked on the papers, he was always reading this nonsense. And there's such a discord between people's... What we think or perceive people believe someone is, but through actually just sitting down and having the time to speak to them. Mm. You know? But what's hard about that, and I do totally agree, is the onus is on the like, marginalised people to be the ones to, to have the, the patience and kindness to do, and not the people who have relative privilege mm. to sit down and go I'm going to come to the table with an open mind when actually it should be on them to teach themselves and like different in this case but like I've sort of got a, a very little time for it now because if people can you know like if I think about my parents and they are like deeply bigoted in almost every single way it's like you've got the time to go scroll through Facebook marketplace mm. um, you can absolutely read the old article out there that presents in another world view. Mm. So I, I'm in this thing of, like, let's bring everyone to the table and let's, you know, discuss things with love and kindness, but also, like, I, I've got kind of... You, you have to be willing to do some of the work yourself oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. Don't, don't you think true. people, like, infantilise older people? They sort of say, like, oh, you know, they're from a different time. They yeah. can't understand it. But the truth is, if they've been around longer, they've lived through, like, the civil rights movement, they've done all that, they should yeah. have more... Yeah, exactly what I say. Yeah. Like... Uh, Martin Luther King would have been 97 so like there's absolutely no reason why my dad gets to use those words mm. you know as a 70 oh, yeah. year old man and the same with them um, I used to have a joke about this about when people are like it was about gay marriage but people, oh, I just can't I just can't get my head around it but like Banoffee Pie's only been around since 1977 <laughs> and you know they've cracked that and the sky plan oh, I don't know I still so. can't get my head around <laughs> It's like it's interesting what you can manage to understand, isn't it? And yet oh, some yeah. things you oh, just can't possibly. The thing is, though, I think with this debate in particular, is that it's not. It's it's easy for us to say that about older people, but I feel like they need that argument made easy for them because a lot of the reading and things that you do about you know the the debate around gender and you know 
the kind of transcritical, all that debate is actually quite heavy stuff to read, isn't it? It's not, mm. you're not, you can't get a little pamphlet, you know, in the doctors like you do with, I don't know, chlamydia has come to mind. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like chlamydia. Thanks yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> just as a kiddie wink came. I'm sorry again, babe. But you know what I mean? Yeah. They, but the only voices they get that are simplified are the aggressive, shouting, mm-hmm. negative ones. But that's the problem, though, is that like if you frame it as a debate, then it's always going to be a debate. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like actually, it's actually a social issue. It's, it's absolutely, you know, like it's a social problem. It's like most people, when they have it in their own family or they experience it firsthand or they meet someone, have a friend, it tends to fall away pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Pretty quickly. That's exactly. Yeah, that's what I, I. That's what I'm really careful of it it's it's something I talk about in my show not that it's necessarily like we'll go back to my show because actually I'm the one to talk about this (laughs) it's all right um but yeah there's something that I have realized that I kept referring to as like the trans debate but it's like it's not you can't debate people's right to exist it's not a well I've got I've got an opinion on whether you're allowed to exist or not it's not it's not what it is and you said something else that I was like that was and that's the other thing is so many of the people I know who are like skeptical or like oh well let's listen to both sides they don't or think they don't know anyone trans in their lives. And actually, what it can just mean is the people who are trans in their lives are, feel less safe around them mm. and, and, and are potentially less safe because there's so much extra pressure on, you know, all sorts of things then. So, yeah, I think it's... Uh, I'm hoping that people are going to... Yeah, that it, it might feel like fast-moving, you know, like there isn't an easy pamphlet, but I'm... I'm so inspired, but the next generation, the generation below mine, seems to just be much smarter and more empathetic and open-minded and, like, yeah, obviously, about yeah. stuff. And, and also, I think even just people like who like, like me are trying to endeavour to understand, like, I thought I understood, and then, like, oh, no, it can, you know, things can be fluid and change, and that's okay as well. Because it's still that other thing of it's still like expecting things to exist in the binary. Like, well, I thought you said that you were non-binary and now you're using these products or whatever. And it's like, it's not, like, it's all right. It's okay for things to be in flux and things. And, yeah, I just think it's, it's a journey, isn't it? And people being a bit more relaxed about it, especially when, let's be honest, it doesn't fucking affect you. <laughs> like, no. most of the people who are geeky, oh, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I'm ruining, I'm ruining your brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but have you have you seen it change? Does it feel like it's changed for you, or what's the landscape like for you? Is it getting better, or <laughs> is it harder? If I'm being a hundred percent honest, at the moment in the last couple of years, it feels like it's got worse mm. because there's been like a pushback on it. Mm. So whether it's medical, like the medical side of it, or even just the social side of it, it feels like there's been like a big effort to push back against it, and it affects us legally, um, mm. like like. The LGB Alliance are a registered charity with the, like the Tory government gave them that, and they have like real world implications on what happens. So in a way, I hate to say it, it kind of was easier slightly when it was more underground and more buried. You know, when when not everybody understood it or thought they understood it, and now it feels a little bit more precarious mm. in a way. So I, I mean, that's definitely the vibe I get from my friends and stuff. A lot of people don't. It sounds dramatic, but a lot of people don't want to live here anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's just true. I mean, I'm not one of them, but people do feel that way. But there was some, a stat I read recently about how, I think it was in, like, it was in very recent times, possibly even 2020, when they sort of asked the electorate an issue that they were worried about, you know, what was, how it ranked, and sort of like 
access to sort of single-sex space and things was like not even on the list and now it's in the very top sort of ten of things and that is as a direct result of being in a media and culture that pushing the idea that you know trans people are a danger that's exactly what's happening mm -hmm. just like before you know like with, with Brexit no one cared about our membership to the European Union until someone decided that mm. that was a good thing to weaponize the electorate and to think and it's exactly the same way again again it's I, I know it sounds like a strong word but it's radicalization and it's ultimately distracting us but you're so right it's not just like Brexit that was a real world implication that far affects like normal people and exactly the same with it's it's not a game that's why I hate the debate thing it's mm. not a debate that you can win because what it means is that you know, trans conversion therapy is removed from that piece of legislation. Mm -hmm. So it's still absolutely fine to do that. So, yeah, that's why it's not just like this fun thought exercise that, and that's why people like Piers Morgan doing it to, you know, oh, get... Yeah. get clickbait. Yeah, get clickbait is so infuriating because yeah. for a lot of these people, it is just a, a, a fun thing of like, oh, I did my job there. I got more people to talk about yeah. me and not actually thinking about the people who it impacts. Mm. Oh, he's a swat. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've got to come to a moment in the show where I put out to the audience at home questions. A dear Diane, okay? So I'm going to read you a little dear Diane. I'm going to pick the first one that I see. <laughs> dear Diane, how do I get my colleague to stop eating microwavable fish lunches every day at work? Well, do you know what? If it were me, <laughs> it would be, I can top that. And God knows what I put in the microwave, but trust me, you'd never put fish in the microwave again. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of what it would be. A toenail? <laughs> I've said that twice. No. <laughs> Any ideas for the person at home? Oh, I think that um, I would just talk about, God, have you heard that scare that's going on where they think that there's this, this poison in fish? You know, like, you know, like oh. this high mercury oh, levels and things like that. Oh, a mad fish disease. Yeah, like a mad fish disease. <laughs> Very thing, cunning. Yeah. That's why I don't touch sushi. 
They and I was one of the first people in the UK to eat sushi, believe it or not. <laughs> Bob Geldof was there. And that man can't speak without spitting. I'm sorry. <laughs> they say that about strawberries, don't they? I, I, I saw a TikTok. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> it, well, if it's on TikTok, <laughs> yeah. it must be. Did you see it? it was like, oh, it's like a strawberry, and they like put it in vinegar or something, and then like all of these little worms came out of it. Sounds like you, Milky. <laughs> But honestly, that's in the bite. 1950s. That's what Hollywood starlets, they'd have a, they'd have a tapeworm, wouldn't they? Oh, would they? My leotard's getting quite tight that I've got to wear for my show, so oh, well, I, might. I might have a sushi. <laughs> well, I don't know, I might get them branded and sell them at the flick. <laughs> get your tapeworm, a Diane Chorley tapeworm. <laughs> Go in free. Let's do another one, because it's quite fun. Any advice in the audience? Take the Take plug, the plug off, off the microwave. microwave. Genius. Go, right. just sacrifice the whole microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? You'll have to have one of those pasta things in a pot. And trust me, they're dry. <laughs> you meant to add water, my love. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, there's me eating out of the pot with a spoon. <laughs> Christ alive, no wonder my mouth was dry. Okay. Dear Diane, what's better? Oh, this is my kind of question. A Ginsters or a Greg sausage roll? Mm, that's tricky. I'm a vegetarian. I don't know. Do Ginsters do a vegetarian uh, option now? Ginsters do a vegan one, actually. They do a vegan yeah. Cornish pasty and a vegan sausage roll. And what, what, are, the, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I had the Ginsters... I am plant-based. The Ginsters... Um, are you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just feeling her. I can confirm she ain't. <laughs> the, um, the Ginsters... I don't want to brag here, guys, but the Ginsters, like, vegan sausage roll was the first thing I cooked in an air fryer. Um, oh, yes. Marcus. Someone's, Someone's moved up in the it, world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my partner bought an air fryer, and I was like, "This is pointless. We never use it." And he was like, "I'll use it right now." Um, and it was um, horrible. Oh, was um, it? it was. It wasn't an air fryer. Yeah. Um, what was it? A um, cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to put it in the cupboard, not the air dryer. You put it in the top drawer. <laughs> I would recommend it. I Greg's all the way. Okay, Greg's gone. I'm, I'm a big Greg's fan. Since well, they started doing all the vegetarian stuff, I was well impressed. Yeah, they're big on vegan. Yes. They've made a fortune out of it as well. Do you know what? That if you're listening, Mr. Greg's, the thing that we would really, plant-based vegetarian people would really like is a vegan festive slice. Because the festive slices... It's oh, good. they do it? Oh, no, so, they do a vegetarian one. Oh, really? Well, yeah. No, yeah, not vegan yet, because that is... That is the nicest thing yeah. ever. And you'll know this. If you go farm foods, you can buy a pack of three yeah. festive slices. You can have them all year round, can't you? You have them in the freezer and you just knock them in the oven. I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I almost rented a freezer at farm foods, this fringe. Because <laughs> the rent was so bleeding expensive. Just you next to a bag of peas. Yeah, me next to the chopped bread. I'd love it in there. If it's a comfy, it's better than the pillow I've got at the minute. Let's do another one. I'm quite enjoying this yeah, for you. It's yeah. Why not? To do what we please. Dear Diane, <laughs> I'm a foxy gentleman in his mid-40s with a love of Latin dance. <laughs> Can you suggest a good caravan site near Beckton? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Beckton? Is that in Scotland? No. I have oh. no idea. I feel All like right. it's, it's down south somewhere. Beckton. Anyway, I'm a foxy gentleman. I mean, if you're going to use... He sounds like a swinger. Yeah. <laughs> foxy gentleman. I can imagine him. It means he goes through bins. He goes through bins. <laughs> and, but foxy gentleman, I kind of imagine someone who goes into TK Maxx dresses like a foxy gentleman. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's got those shoes with a little turn up on the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're a little bit kind of, they look a bit like sanded wood or something. <laughs> you know, and he's got like a cravat. What did I say? A cravat. Yeah. You know, that fella. 
Well, he's probably a swinger. <laughs> to be honest with you, a caravan park where you can do a swinger. Imagine sitting around a campfire with your old pubes out. <laughs> Hell for leather. Uh, I haven't got any suggestions. Recently, we stayed in a little caravan park in Canby, didn't we? I woke up in the middle of the night, I looked out, and there was a man stealing our gas. Our gas. Really? <laughs> I said, this is not, no word of a lie, because we went there to do a little bit of writing, for the, we got a little bit of arts council money, so we went on holiday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. And I said, sorry, babe, you, that's our gas. And he looked at me and went, is it? <laughs> I went, yeah, it's on our caravan. And he went, oh, sorry. And I went, okay. And then he left. So where we were actually staying was essentially not somewhere you would probably choose to go on holiday because the gas, they overprice it. Actually, this gets political. Let's leave it there. Anyway, don't go to Thorny Bay because it's beautiful. <laughs> any, any advice to that fella? I mean, I don't really know what the question was. Do you? Pontins is quite nice. <laughs> Pontins? Yes, yes. I, uh, when I grew up, uh, we went to Pontins. You've been to Pontins? Oh, yeah. I went to the Pontins in Canberra Sands. It's the one that was on Watchdog. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, Anne Robinson clang. investigated. <laughs> they, they were doing all right for a bit. Um, and then last year, one of the air vents fell down onto a group of bingo players, about 40 of them. <laughs> wow. So if, if that person's interested, I'm, I'm sure they get quite a good deal at the moment. Well, I bet so. But they'll probably lose a head or an eye. Can I, um, Pontins, Haven or Butlins? Well, I know Pontins. Okay. I've been to Butlins once, but it was a bit too bougie for me. <laughs> um, Haven I went to once. Yeah, God, you've Pont got low standards. <laughs> Jen, I'll tell you that for nothing. If, if Butlins is too bougie, you, you wait till we get you in the centre part. <laughs> You'll be dead. Pontins, like the performers at Pontins, they put in more of an effort, I think. I think they, they want it more. The blue coats. Yeah, the blue yeah. coats. Yeah, they're, they're arrogant at Butlins. What? They're arrogant. Yeah, they are. I think they got it made. At where? Butlins? <laughs> Butlins. Bradley Walsh, ex-blue coat at Pontins. Exactly. Look at the smirk on him. <laughs> <laughs> My brother worked in a Butlins in Buscelli on the Sheehan Peninsula, the arm that sticks out of Wales. And at the time, um, it was a dry county because there's a quite a history of temperance in, in Wales. Um, so the only place that you could get a drink on, like, after a certain point on a Saturday night was the Butlins. So all the locals would come down by coach. And they'd be like, we can hear them coming over the hills. Oh, my God. So all these massive rugby players and farmers would just drink at the, um, yeah, the Butlins in Buscelli. I did a little stint at Butlins one time, and recently I did that, that Sink the Pink lot asked me to go and do a little gig in Canberra Sands. And I'll tell you what, I was there for a few hours, and there was the ghost, the ghost of all of them, Richie. You know, I heard, what's her name? Who was it? Toya Wilcox. I could hear her voice spinning <laughs> around. I could just, just imagine the time she left that prawn in the hummus. <laughs> They've got a lot of history, those places in the UK, don't yeah. they? Yeah. You know. And lots of people have come up through being red coats and blue coats and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Not these days. Oh, there's pictures all over the walls of like how beautiful it used to look. It looks like an old Soviet painting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's a lot of flashing lights. You know what I mean? There's a lot. It's very child orientated. Yeah. No. Too much. They are Too quite many Soviet, actually, aren't they? Like the, like yeah. the chalets as well. It's like yeah. very like. I'm communist. It is. I remember I, I, it was one of my birthday presents. It was a treat. My mum paid for me to see um, Noel Edmonds and Mr. Blobby live at Butlins. <laughs> and you know, one of my overriding memories of it is that we were in the chalet and my mum was getting changed for, to go to see Noel. 
and um, I did, didn't realise, and I was just like knocking around by the door. And I swung the door open when my mum had dropped her trousers, and um, she smacked me. And that's the only thing I remember about my birthday <laughs> is being smacked, and then going to see Mr. Blobby with like tears in my eyes for the whole thing. You know, who's inside Mr. Blobby that day. <laughs> what? When were you, Mr. Blobby Milk? I think it was from. Anyway, <laughs> do you know what? Can you believe it? We've only come to the end of the show. Have we? Oh, no. We've had such a gorgeous time. And we had a nice time. We've had such gorgeous chats. I've had in the time of my life, you know. If I'm going to do this every day and have as much good, gorgeous chat, I knew, do you know what? I knew you two were coming on. We'd have a lovely time. Aww. I knew it. And tomorrow, Thanks. I've got that Leo Reich. Yes. Olga Cox. So that'll be fun. We've got loads of great guests. But this, what a way to start. Gorgeous. Thank this you is so like, much for having me. You know, when you get a gorgeous, that vegetable tempura. No kids tomorrow, though. It's going to be X-rated with those two. <laughs> is it? Right. Bear that in mind. You were, you were lucky. You were to get in on this one. What's your name? James. Any gorgeous? James, I'm sorry I swore in front of you twice. He learned no, the word. No, I thought you'd go, it's all right, but he just went, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to swear, James? You can swear if you want. <laughs> no, no, you're better okay. than that, James. Well, it's fair game to give them an opportunity. These two don't mind. Look at them. They're having the time of their life. That's mum and dad. You're doing a gorgeous job. He's a wonderful boy. Well, do you know what? We should do a little song, Milky, shouldn't we? Now, every time we've done this show, and I'm terrified to do this, we do, especially doing it live with you two here, because that means it'll be rubbish, because of the pressure. But we do a little song. We improvise a little song about the day we've had and the gorgeous chats and the lovely time it's been. So, Milky, give me a little... Pick up the atmosphere of the room. Little bee feeling good every day. Me and my knickknacks walking through town like we don't give a damn. They can tell us the way we should be, but we'll always believe in what we can be because we will be who we want to be. Now you tell us how we should live our lives. You say you should be this, you should be that, but we decide Cos we've got power in our mouths and our hearts And we tell them Cos you can tell us the way to live But we're gonna live And I've had the time of my life With you two beautiful guys And we've got a whole month to go Oh my God. But it's been gorgeous so far, so we're gonna make it. So I'll say, we will be who we wanna be, because we can. Yeah, we will be who we wanna be, because we can. It's Milky, Kiri, Jen and Diane, because we can. You know what? Let's be honest. That was rubbish. But it will get better. It will get better as the month I goes on. It. To be honest, my mouth is so dry. <laughs> no one's giving me a drink. It's like I've eaten that dry noodle again. That's it. Should we say your shows one more time? Just because it will be on the Codpass and people can listen to it and they can say, oh. this is my show and it's good. And if they are listening to in the Edinburgh, they can just look it up and have a go. 
Great, yeah. My show's called Peak Trans. It's at the Gilded Balloon, Patahoose, at 7pm every night. Um, and my, my show's called Home Truths. It's at Monkey Barrel 3 um, at 5 past 7 every night. Beautiful. My, no, I should do it, shouldn't I? I should yeah. do a little plug <laughs> in my own show. My name is Diane Chorley, the Duchess of Canvey. This is Milky, my beautiful babe. And if you want a little home truth, Milky, if you keep scratching it, it will fall off. <laughs> I'll be here every day at five o'clock doing the gorgeous chat show. And then at 11 o'clock, I do down the flick. And that's why in three days, I'll be dead. <laughs> Maybe we'll make it work. I don't know. We'll see. But I've had a gorgeous time. Thank you, you lot, for coming. You've been such a gorgeous audience. You've been so wonderful. Thank you for coming to support us. Spread the word. Thank you to my beautiful guests. I've loved it. Chatting with Truly is recorded at my beautiful club, The Flick, down in the Assembly Underground. Oh, gorgeous. A big thanks to the wonderful people down at Berksness and my beautiful little music geek, Andy Goddard. Assistant producer is Diggory Waite. My beautiful little producer is Chris Jones. This. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Is a hat trick podcast? <laughs>